0: Hallelujah. Praise be to God. You are welcome to this platform, this moment, and I thank God for your life. I thank God for your family. I thank God for your health. I thank God for your relatives and for all that involves your life. Praise be to God most high. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy, Creator. You are awesome and you are mighty. We honor you this moment. We appreciate you. We say thank you that you have given us life and a privilege that we can come once more in your presence. Thank you, O Creator. You are awesome. You are good. You are sweet. You are loving. You are caring. Your love toward us is unshaken and unwavering. Your support toward us is continuous. And you are genuine, O God. You are a God of integrity. You are a God of honor. And you are a God who is genuine. Your intentions are good. Your intentions are positive, O Father. We appreciate you this moment, O Creator. Thank you for we know you hear us whenever we speak. Thank you for we are confident that when we pray, we know you do answer our prayers. Thank you for according to your word, when we knock, you open the door. When we seek, we find. And when we ask, you give us. Thank you for we are indeed more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Thank you for we know we are able because we have you on our side. God that can level mountains for us. God who can break bars of iron for us. God who is everlasting, ever-present, and all-knowing. Your knowledge is unsearchable. Your understanding is unsearchable, Father. Thank you. Praise be to God. I would like you and I to pray together. And I want us to use the book of John chapter 5. Hallelujah. You are welcome. Let's get our Bibles ready and let's open our Bible from the book of John chapter 5. And I want us to go to verse 5. We'll read from verse 5 to 7. Hallelujah. You are you are most welcome. Um, understand that you are unique. Understand that you are special. Understand that God has a purpose for with your life, understand that you are on a mission, understand that your life is heading somewhere good. Wonderful, thank you. Now let's look at verse number five. The Bible reads, Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered. Pay attention to verse 7. The sick man answered him. Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Now, John wrote here record of a story that took place and in this particular story we are told that Christ arrived at a certain place that was known as the pool of Bethsaida and the Bible tells us the history about this pool that once an angel would come there would be a season, a period, a time when an angel of the Lord would appear and trouble the water or stir the water or move the water. And the Bible says when that would happen, anyone that would dip into the pool first, anyone that would get into the pool first would be healed of whatever condition they had, any infirmity, whatever troubles they had in their body physically. The Bible says when they would enter the water after the stirring by the angel of the Lord, they would be made well. But there was a problem because the Bible says it was only the one that would enter right after the angel had stirred the water. There was an issue that only the one that would be the first behind or right after the angel had entered the water, that individual would be the one that would be healed. Meaning anyone else that would enter thereafter would not be healed. And then Jesus meets this man that was at this pool for 38 years. He, he he rather had a condition for 38 years and was taken and was lying at the pool in hope that he would be healed. So he has got a condition for 38 years. And the Bible does not tell us how long he had been at the pool. But what we know is that the Bible says the condition was there for a long time. And he was laying at the pool, but others were getting in the water ahead of him after the angel had touched the water. So it appeared like there was no hope for this man. And what I want you and I to pay attention on is verse 7, where the Bible says, Jesus asked this man, do you want to be made well? Do you desire to be healed? Do you want to no longer be a victim because of this situation? Do you want to be able-bodied like others? And this man, instead of saying yes, he said, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool after the water is stayed up. I want us to pray. And the prayer that we are going to offer, you will understand as we get into the message why this scripture is relevant for us to begin with. The prayer is as follows. Father, here I am in your presence this moment, humble and with understanding that you are my God. I know now that you act in accordance with your time. Help me to be patient And hold on to your word in Jesus' name. I refuse to make excuses regardless of how long and what I am going through. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's the prayer. So in this prayer we are saying, Father, first here I am in your presence, humble and with the understanding that you are my God. Second, we are saying to him that God, I now know in accordance with your word. That you act according to your time. Hallelujah. That you do according to your time. That you answer according to your time. That you move according to your time. That you bless according to your time. That you uplift according to your time. That you heal according to your time. Hallelujah. That you have a time I understand. That you have a a method, I understand. That you have a particular approach, I understand. And then you are saying, help me that I may be patient to hold on to your word. Because as much as it is taking time for the answer to be offered, as much as it is taking time for me to be healed, as much as it is taking time for me to be delivered, as much as it is taking time for me to receive my blessing. As much as it is taking time for me to meet my opportunity, one thing I know is that your word remains true. So I am going to hold on to your word. And then you are saying, after you are saying that, you are then making a declaration that you refuse to make excuses. This is important for you and I, that we reach a point in our life, in our Christian life, in our walk of faith, that we refrain from making excuses Hallelujah. The trouble that most believers have in this day and age is making excuses. No, I am just a female. No, I am just a young man. I am black. I am uh, colored. I am Indian. I I, I I, am not from a wealthy family. I do not have um, um, a career. I do not have any influence. I do not know anyone that can help me. My family has no capacity. I do not have education, no degree, no certificate, no diploma. I do not work. I do not own a business. I do not know how to speak well. I am not eloquent. These are excuses that we are fond of making. But I want you to understand that in order for you to experience the greatness of God, we have to refrain from excuses. Because this man was making an excuse before Jesus. Instead of just answering and saying, Lord, yes, I want to be made well. Because the question was, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be made well? There was no room for him to make excuses. It was either yes or no. And today we are faced with questions that require a simple yes or no. And yet we make excuses. And yet we are going around in circles. Hallelujah. So the prayer is we need to say to God that I refuse ...to make excuses. Whether I am unwell, I refuse to make excuses. Whether it has been a long time, I refuse to make excuses. Whether I am not in the land that is ideal, I am not going to make excuses. Whether I have it yet or not, I am not going to make excuses. Married or unmarried, I am not going to make excuses. Employed or unemployed, I am not going to make excuses. Wealthy or unwealthy, I am not going to make excuses. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, it is important that we take time, O Lord, to understand your word. And this morning, my God, I bless you for the scripture from the book of John chapter five, where we are reading about a man that had an infirmity, a condition, an issue for 38 years. A man that was at a pool where the angel would come and trouble the waters, and the requirement was the first to enter would be made well. A man who was lying there and had no help for him to enter the water after the appearance of the angel. A man who said to you, Lord Jesus, that I have no one to put me into the water. A man that was troubled with health issues. Lord, I pray that Jesus, you had the grace that in spite of this excuse, the Bible tells us that you healed this man. And our focus, my God, is that we do not want to make excuses in our life. Help us, my God, that we may stand true to your word. Help us, Holy Spirit, that we may not make excuses about how long we have been in the situation that we are in. My God, I bless you and I thank you that may we keep this prayer. May we keep this scripture. That, Lord, whenever we feel like making excuses, remind us, Holy Spirit, that you are God who acts according to your time. You are God who moves according to your timetable. You are God who moves according to your plan. And so, God, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Now, you will have more time to pray. So, keep that scripture. Keep that petition and find time and speak to God. Let God know that you are are refusing to make excuses for your children. You are refusing to make excuses for your partner. You are refusing to make excuses for your career. You are refusing to make excuses for your ministry. You are refusing to make excuses for your lack of growth. But you are going to stand on the Word of God. You are going to stand on His promises. Hallelujah wonderful now last sunday we were talking to women and i am hoping that women young women you took the message for it was a woman is able hallelujah that was for you women and men also there were lessons for you and i would encourage you that do not let the word of god get lost do not lose god's word but keep it and use it today i am here sent with a message when you have suffered for too long hallelujah when you have suffered for too long one thing that we have not been given is a promise of a smooth life one thing that we have not been given is assurance that we are not going to face challenges one thing that we have not been given is understanding that our life will be problem free praise god But my understanding is challenges, problems, issues, situations, and comfortabilities are part of the package. That believer or no believer, you're going to face issues. Child of God or no child of God, you're going to face some issues. Tongue speaking or not tongue speaking, you're going to face some issues. In church or not in the church, you're going to face some issues. A pastor or not a pastor, you're going to face some issues. Married or unmarried, with a child or without a child, we are going to face some issues. Employed or in business, you are going to face some issues. Educated or uneducated, you are going to face some issues. With influence or without influence, popular or unpopular, we are going to face some issues. Whatever nationality, whatever skin color, whatever uh, tradition, we are going to face some issues. That's just a part of life. Hallelujah. But today we have a message that we want to learn, which is when you have suffered for too long. There is suffering, yes, and there is suffering for too long. Hallelujah. There can be suffering for an hour, suffering for a day, suffering for a week, suffering for a month, suffering for a few months, suffering for a year. But when you have suffered for a long time, this is a message for you. Hallelujah. That there is some lessons. There are some things for you and I to understand when we have suffered for too long. Praise God. Now, you should understand, hallelujah, that the messages, the words, the instructions, the corrections, the rebukes that God brings to you and I are for a reason. That if you listen carefully, you are going to learn Some stuff that will help you to usher you forward, to move you forward, to take you toward your destiny. Hallelujah. When you have suffered for too long. And for the context of this message, hallelujah, for the purpose of the context of this message, the word suffering, you can also put hurting. When you have been hurting for too long. You can replace that word with pain, when you have been in pain for too long. You can replace it with hardship, when you have been in hardship for too long. You can replace it with misery, when you have been going through misery for too long. You can replace it with shame, when you have been experiencing shame for too long. You can replace it with embarrassment. When you have been going through embarrassment for too long. You can replace it with failure. When you have been going through failure for too long. And you can replace it with loneliness. When you have been lonely for too long. Hallelujah. This is a message for anyone who is saying, I have been lonely for too long. I have been a failure for too long. I have been embarrassed or in embarrassment for too long. I have been in shame for too long. I have been in misery for too long. I have been experiencing hardship upon hardship for too long. I have been in pain for too long. I have been hurting. I have been heartbroken for too long. If you are saying this, then this is your message. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I have a few statements before we open the scripture that I want you to keep. Hallelujah. When you have been suffering, when you have suffered for too long. Number one, be careful of suffering, especially when it has been going on for too long. You need to be aware of the danger of going through suffering for too long. Because when you have gone through suffering for too long, you may become accustomed to suffering. When you have been suffering for too long, you may be too used to suffering. There are people who have been abused for too long. That abuse becomes the norm. That you go for men that will abuse you because you are so used to being abused. You go for women who will abuse you because you are so used to being abused. You go for relationships where you are abused and you find it okay because you have been abused for too long. So I want you to know that you need to be careful when you have been suffering for too long. Number two, stick to God in your days of trouble. It is important that you and I stick to God hold on to God in our day or days of trouble. Hallelujah. That is a day or a time for us to want God more. When we are in trouble, when we are in problems, that is a moment for us to desire more of God. Number three, remember Job chapter three, how he suffered for so long that he ended up cursing the day he was born. Hallelujah. He suffered a lot of loss. His children died. He lost his belongings. He lost his possessions. You know, the Bible tells us that Job was sitting, and a servant after servant kept coming to him and telling him of the loss that he had suffered. And on top of that, the Bible says the devil attacked the body of Job that he had sores all over his body, and it was unbearable. And then comes chapter 3, where Job could not take it. Hallelujah. And he ended up cursing the day he was born. Why? Because he had suffered a lot for a substantial period of time. So you must be careful when you are suffering a lot. You must be careful when you are going through trouble for a long time. That is a time for you to be alert. That is a time for you to be sensitive. That is a time for you to search the scriptures. That is the time for you to seek God and say, Father, I want to be close to you. Remember Mephibosheth, praise God, there is a certain man called Mephibosheth, and this young man Mephibosheth was was a son to Jonathan, hallelujah, who was a dear friend of David. And the Bible tells us that this young man referred to himself as a daddy dog. You can imagine calling yourself a daddy dog, not other people, not anyone else. Not your enemies, but you yourself calling yourself a dead dog, calling yourself I am nothing, calling yourself I am trash. Saying to yourself, I am rubbish. Saying to yourself, I cannot make it. Saying to yourself, I am useless. Saying to yourself, I cannot make it. Saying to yourself, I will never achieve anything. Saying to yourself, no one will ever marry me. Saying to yourself, I will never get married. Saying to yourself, I cannot make it. I cannot succeed. Hallelujah. Methibosheth called himself a "deadly dog because he was born lame. Hallelujah. The man was crippled. And he gave himself a nickname, a dead dog. Why? He suffered for so long. And on top of that, if you look at his name, Mephibosheth, it means uh, from shame. So his own mother gave him a name that was related to shame. Praise God. Now, I do not have the context, but maybe it was because of how he was born. Maybe it is because if you read the scripture, you will understand that um, the mother to Mephibosheth was not Jonathan's wife. Rather, this was a woman that um, um, Jonathan met elsewhere and then had a child with. So there was a shame involved with that whole experience. But nonetheless, the man called himself a dead dog. So I want you to be careful that when you have gone through suffering, people give themselves names. They say, who are we? Who am I that anyone can consider me? Who am I that anyone can call me beautiful? Who am I that a woman can look at me and say yes to a proposal in marriage? Who am I that anyone can offer a job? Who am I that anyone can offer a business? Who are we that anyone can look at our family? Who are we that anyone can offer us or be good to us or be kind toward us? Who are these children that anyone can want to sponsor them? Because you have suffered for so long, you do not see that there is a possibility that anyone can love you that anyone can support you, that anyone can want to bless you, that anyone can want to associate themselves with you. You are saying, who am I that I can run a ministry as a pastor? Who am I that my church can grow? Who am I that I can pray for someone and they are healed? Who am I that I can declare things can change? Who am I that I can pray and my family can be rescued? Because you have suffered for so long, you do not see it happening be careful when you have suffered for so long praise god let's go to the book of genesis chapter 17. praise be to god hallelujah i know that you are following and i thank god for you genesis chapter 17 let's go to verse 15 to 17. genesis 17 verse 15 to 17. When you have suffered for too long, you must understand that this message is important because you are only at the start of the year. And who knows what form of suffering you are going through? Who knows what you are going to go through in this year? Who knows what challenges you are going to face? Who knows what opponents you are going to face? Who knows what troubles you are going to face? Who knows what experiences you are going to go through? Who knows how long it is going to take before God lifts you? Who knows how long it is going to take before God answers you? Who knows how long it is going to take before God blesses you? Who knows how long it is going to take before God heals you? So you need to know, you need to learn that when you have suffered for too long, there is a message for you. Hallelujah. Verse 15, the Bible reads, Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples shall be from her. Look at verse number 17. Hallelujah. Pay attention and I want you to mark, highlight, focus on verse 17. The Bible reads, Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed. And he said, In his heart shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old. And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the reading of the scripture. I honor you for this is the main scripture, my Father, from which you have given the message when you have suffered for too long. I pray that God, as I teach on my Father, speak revelations, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Reveal the secrets of your word to your son and your daughter in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I bless you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When you have suffered for too long, In Genesis chapter 17, we are told there is a man by the name Abram. Hallelujah, Abraham, after his name was changed. And what we are told is that his wife was Sarai. And God said to this man, Abraham, that, listen, your wife's name shall no longer be Sarai, but her name shall be Sarah. For she is going to be a mother of... Of many nations. I am going to bless her that out of her are going to come kings, rulers, people of authority. I am going to bless her that she is no longer going to be barren, but she is going to give birth to a child of her own. Hallelujah. And what is fascinating is this is God speaking. This is God making a promise. This is God Himself making a declaration to Abraham. This is God speaking a prophecy, things that would uh, come, things that were to come to Abraham. Now, mind you, this is a man whom God had spoken to and said, look at the stars. If you can count the stars, then you will be able to number your descendants. This is a man whom God had said, get out of your family, step out of your people and go to a land that I'm going to show you. This is a man that trusted God and did so in living with his people, living with his wife, living with all his belongings, including his nephew, Lot. And they went out at the instruction of God. This is a man who believed God and worked with God. But in chapter 17, the Bible is telling us, verse 17, that because of suffering, hallelujah, for too long, because of embarrassment for too long, because of um, um, being in shame for too long of not having a child with his wife, the Bible says after God had spoken in verse number 17, he fell down and laughed. Now picture this. God is communicating to you and he's saying you're going to be somebody. God is communicating to you and he's saying you're favored. God is communicating to you and he's saying you're blessed. And instead of believing him, imagine you are laughing at God. This is serious. Hallelujah. We are not talking about uh, anyone, a young person speaking, but we are talking about God himself communicating with Abraham that, listen, you, your wife is going to be blessed. She is going to be a mother. I am going to bless her. Even her name is changing. Remember, God changed the name of Abraham. His name was Abram. But God, after he declared that he would be a father of many nations, he said, your name shall no longer be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. Hallelujah. Because you are blessed. Because you are favored. And he's saying the same to his wife, Sarai, that your name shall be Sarah because you'll be a mother of many nations. But instead of believing, the Bible says Abraham is falling down and he's laughing. He's saying, God, can it be that a man like me can be blessed? Can it be that a woman like my wife can be blessed? Can it be that a people like us can be blessed? He is laughing. He says, I am a hundred years old. Can I indeed be blessed with a child? is saying, my wife is 90 years old. Can we be blessed with a child? Look at the land where we are from. Can we be blessed indeed? Look at how people speak about us. Can we be blessed indeed? Now, I want you to relate that I am not sure what exactly you have been going through. I do not know what you are going through, but I am sure there has been a point where you may have questioned yourself, where you may have questioned your people, where you may have questioned your capacity or ability, where you may have said, is it possible that we can indeed achieve anything? Is it possible that indeed we can be somebody? Is it possible that we can be people in society? Is it possible that we can be noticed? Can people speak? anything good about us? Can people say anything good about our family? Can people say anything positive about our marriage, about our relationship? Can people want to be associated with me? Can people want me to be part of their group can i be invited there has been many weddings there has been many celebrations there has been many events but can i indeed be invited can i be a guest of honor can i receive any form of recognition hallelujah when you have suffered for so long you no longer believe that your name can be mentioned praise the lord suffering can take away confidence Suffering can take away self-esteem. Suffering can take away belief. Suffering can play around with your faith. Suffering can play around with your beauty. That you look at yourself and you say, I am not beautiful. Because you have received so many negative and nasty statements or comments about your looks. When you have suffered for too long. Maybe you have been fired from employment to employment. Maybe you have been laid down or they have laid you out from place to place. Maybe they have called you out as a witch for so long. Maybe they have called you a prostitute for so long. Maybe they have called you a womanizer for so long. Maybe they have called you a drunkard, a drug addict for so long. Maybe they have called you a liar for so long. Maybe they have called you evil for so long. Maybe they have said that you are stingy you are selfish for so long. Maybe they have said you are a bad mother, a bad father for so long. Maybe they have said you are a terrible friend for so long. And today you are wondering, can I be a good friend? You are wondering, can I be a good husband? You are wondering, can I be a good wife? Can I make a good partner? You are wondering, can I be a good mother, a good father? You are wondering, can I change toward my family? You are wondering, can I have a different name in the society? And I want you to know that God is able to change even the most filthy individual. Praise God. Remember the other day we spoke about Mary. That was God in the act of sin. Mary Magdalene. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that Christ turned her life around praise God, when people were about to stone her, when the community had disregarded her, when the community had no hope in her, when the community no longer accepted her, when the community had no place for her, the Bible says Christ showed up and said he without sin let him cast the first stone. And the Bible says everybody disappeared. And Jesus looked up and said, woman, where are thine accusers? Hallelujah. He says they are nowhere to be found. She said they are nowhere to be seen. And he said then neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. The Bible says this man at the pool of Bethsaida in the book of John, hallelujah, even after suffering for 38 years, even after suffering shame at the pool of Bethsaida, but a day came when the Lord put aside the excuses, when the Lord put aside the lack of being helped by others and took matters into his own hands and healed him. Praise God. The Bible says there was a man blind, Bartimaeus. That was blind from his birth. He had not seen anything in his life. But a day came when his eyes were opened. Hallelujah! When your time comes, praise God. It doesn't matter how long it has been. But God is able to change. He is able to turn the shame into fame. He is able to change the embarrassment into into recognition. He is able to turn the failures into victory. He is able to turn everything that was not good. Into successes. Why? Because God does not see how long it has been, but He sees His time. That's why we pray to say we need to be patient. We need to understand, according to Ecclesiastes, that there is a time and a season for everything. And when the season comes, nothing can hold you from progressing. When your season comes, nothing can stop you from rising. When your season comes, nothing can stop you from receiving your credit, your blessing, because it is your time. But you just have to understand that there is a time. Praise the Lord, when you have suffered for too long, Hallelujah. I don't know how long, how many times you have been trying with your husband or your wife to have a child, but I want you to know that when your time comes, hallelujah, God will lift you. God will bless you. God will take away the shame. God will take away the embarrassment. I don't know how long it has been you trying to grow your ministry, but I know that when God shows up, he will cause you to be a blessing to many lives hallelujah, when you have suffered for too long. You must be careful of what you are going to hear when you have suffered for too long. You must be careful of the advice that you are going to get when you have been suffering for too long. You should be careful of those who are called your friends when you have been suffering for too long. Because not every advice will be good for you. Not every encouragement will be good for you. Not every comforting words or statements are indeed comforting. Praise God. You must safeguard yourself when you are going through difficult times. Because the enemy can take advantage to keep you in that position. The enemy can take advantage to keep you in that um, place. Praise the Lord. When you have suffered For too long. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, you need to take time and look at your life. You need to take time and check your life. And I'm sure you're going to identify areas or things that have been going on for so long. And what you need to do is to pray to God and say, Father, I know it has been so long, but I am not going to shift from your presence. I understand it has been long, but I am not going to move from your presence. Speak to God and say to him, Father, I know the answer. I have been waiting for a long time. I know the condition has been there for a while now but i am not going to stop trusting you and believing you pray and say to him lord i'm not going to allow that voice to deceive me i am not going to allow that voice to cheat me i am not going to allow that voice to lie to me that god you are not able because i know you are able you see we need to get to a point where before god you become stubborn that the situation may be black. But you say to God, Father, it may be black now, but I understand you can turn it into white. You can turn it into pink. You can turn it into blue. Hallelujah. You have to say to God, I understand that the condition has been declared by medical doctors to be terminal. But I know that Christ, you were whipped for my sake. I know that you were made poor for my sake. I know you were embarrassed for my sake. And therefore, I am not going to believe this report, but I will believe your report, O Lord, that I am healed. Hallelujah. That's how we have to be as children of God when you have suffered for a long time. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I honor you, Lord, for the word. I bless you that, God, you have given this message for a reason. And one thing I know about you, God, is you do not speak to please people but you speak to satisfy your will. And so I ask that may your will be done in her life, in his life, in their life, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that God remind them that you are still in control. Remind them that you are still in charge. Remind them that God, you are still able. Remind them that you are still the creator. Remind them that Father, you are still God of integrity. I bless you and I thank you that Father, you have spoken at the right time. And that you have taught us that when we are suffering for too long, we should hold on to you. And that is what we are going to do with your help, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. That's what I was given for you. And um, I trust and believe that this message um, will encourage you. It has encouraged you. I trust and believe that this message will help open your mind. That God loves you. I understand that this message will allow you to understand and to know that Christ died just for you. I believe that this message will let you know that the Holy Spirit is there to help you and that you are a winner, you are a success, you are able, you are blessed, you are favored. I understand that this message will remind you that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I understand this message will remind you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I understand this message will remind you that when God said you are blessed out of the book of Genesis, indeed you are blessed, you are favored. I understand that this message will remind you that you are unique in described in the palm of the hand of God. I understand this message will remind you that indeed you are the upper of God's eye. I understand this message will remind you that you are created in the likeness and in the image of the creator, that you are important before him. Therefore, go on and be a blessing. Enjoy, and God lift you. Remember, smile, because Elroy, the God of sight, is in control. Shalom.